afternoon and the mate oh little feedback in the studio freaking me out um the mayor is very happy because it's not snowing yet right and i'm joined today by the economic and community development director for the city of Methorn, jack wilson he's the guest for the first half hour we're going to bring the police chief in in the second half hour but we've got lots to talk about so i am excited because it isn't snowing and hopefully you're excited too and the uh, weather forecast for us, just in case you didn't get the update, says that we are going to get uh, hard and fast snow between 6 and 8, is what I just heard. And then uh, temperatures rising going to wash it all away. And that's good news, as far as I'm concerned. So there'll be school tomorrow. <clears throat> so if I could do a couple of the ads, I want to talk about a couple of the exciting things that we've got going on. So first and foremost, um, we've got the State of the City Address coming up. Yep. Got the community forum up, sorry. We've got the community forum tomorrow night. We're going to uh, spend a little time here in a couple minutes talking to uh, Jack about the community forum. We're ex hoping that as many of you as possible come down tomorrow night to the Methuen High School cafeteria from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we're looking to get as many people as possible to give us your inputs on the vision for Methuen 2035. We've engaged some consultants. I don't want to Steal all Jack's thunder here, but we're going to talk about that event. Next slide. Um, and this is, you know, what I just said, uh, how you can visit the project website, or you can use that QR code above for more information. This is also on the city website, uh, but if you want more information, there's Jack's Economic and Community Development Department number, 978-983-8560. But again, we want as many of you as possible to join us tomorrow night uh, there are going to be refreshments, there are going to be children's activities, and Spanish interpretation as well. So please come down and have your voice heard in where Methuen goes in the next um, 10 to 15 years. Next slide. Uh, same information in Spanish. El jueves, el 26 de enero, de 6 to 8 p.m. en la cafetería de Methuen High School. So uh, even with my rusty Spanish, that comes out well. Methuen 2035 Reunión Pública. So come on down and join us. Next slide. All right. Um, once we get through that, which is, it's, and I don't want to sell it short, we're going to spend some time here with Jack talking about the, um, the State of the City Address is coming up um, next Monday at the Senior Activity Center. It will be live streamed. Hopefully the weather will be good. I would like to get as many of you out to uh, join me as possible. It will be live on Comcast 22, Verizon 33, and 2133. Um, hopefully soon we'll have a Comcast HD channel. I know MCS joins me in saying that, and we'll be able to put more channels there. But we're going to be at the Methuen Senior Activity Center uh, at 7 o'clock. I promise you I will not speak more than 22 minutes. Um, and that's kind of to talk about where we've been, what we've done, and, and where we're headed um, in the next year. And there's a lot still to do, and hopefully you'll be interested and come out. As a lot of people say they don't hear it. <clears throat> it also will be uh, taped and broadcast, so we're doing our, our best to get as many people out to listen to the State of City as possible. Um, and then the last ad I had, which I'll hit again at the end, is we've got um, another one of those energy sessions coming up with National Grid, Eversource, uh, Greater Lawrence Community Act, and I apologize, this is my fault, it's so fuzzy, Greater Lawrence Community Action Council and um, the city. And the city piece of it is that 400000 that council graciously allowed us to put aside in ARPA to help our seniors and those on fixed incomes who are struggling with their heating. So this session is going to be February 7th, again at the Senior Activity Center, uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. And I'm going to just say this. If you're struggling, um, while that $400,000 from the city is only eligible for our senior community, um, all the other benefits, the discussion with National Grid, uh, the LIHEAP, the Lower Income Heating Assistance Program, uh, RAFT, which is uh, Rent and Utilities Assistance, they're eligible to everybody. So you don't have to be a senior just come down to the event. There's just one section of it, that 400000 from the city, that's specifically set aside for our senior community. But if you're struggling, uh, come on down. And I would like to share that uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Kelly Townsend, and I do this a lot, and Sue Riccio. Uh, Sue Riccio uh, took the mayor's words to heart, reached out to our congresswoman, Lori Trahan, 
and talked about you know, the income eligibility guidelines for some of these programs, especially for our service veterans and our seniors. And uh, uh, the end result of that was a call today that the mayor had with uh, Sue Riccio, Kelly Townsend, Congresswoman Trahan, and her team. And the congresswoman has pledged to kind of take a look and we'll be reaching out to Sue for um, personalizing. And the congresswoman may even send one of her aides to the February 7th session at the uh, senior center. So um, it, it does work. And I, I, that's why I say kudos to Sue Riccio. This meeting today was spurred off a letter that Sue Riccio wrote. And those of you that know Sue, how much she bleeds blue for all of our seniors and our retirement community. Um, she is a heart and soul to kind of the people that work for this community. And she does her absolute best. And this meeting today, like I, I said, was spurred by her, not by the mayor calling the congresswoman, by Sue Riccio reaching out to the congresswoman. So don't think that you reaching out to your uh, elected delegates at the state and the federal level, it, it works. It works wonders. So thank you, Sue, for setting up that phone call. I do think there'll be benefit from it. <clears throat> um, but don't forget February 7th, uh, whether you're a senior or not, come on down to the uh, Senior Activity Center on 77 Lowell Street and talk to National Grid about payment options, uh, talk to Eversource about payment options, talk to um, Greater Lawrence Community Action Council will be there and will help you apply for the LIHEAP program or the RAFT program. Um, and, and I want to tell you, it's not lost on the mayor that uh, people are hit hard here. Uh, and I want to say every Tuesday night, and Jack, I know you, you're in City Hall as much as I am, uh, every Tuesday night, I can look out my office window and see the line for neighbors in need at the first uh, church congregational. And every week, that line gets longer and longer. And when I say long, I'm talking it, it, it extends from the church, and most of you know where that is, right by the Red Tavern, all the way back to the football field. That's how long the line is for help for food. So I'm going to repeat what I've said. There, there is no reason why any senior in this community, why anyone in this community, should have to choose between heat, a roof over your head, and food to eat, right? It's, it's an obligation that we've got to make happen, and we're willing to help you. So February 7th, 4 to 7 p.m. at the Senior Center, there'll be light refreshments. Uh, please come down if you're having any difficulties at all. And please, one of the subjects that we talked about with the congresswoman was uh, one of the hardest part in talking to our seniors is they get embarrassed when asking for help. And you should not feel that way, right? Um, you were there for us, and we want to be there for you. And, and I say that, uh, Jack, you'll sm as, as now a fully-fledged member of the Senior Society, right? I turned 65 in December, so I can no longer say I'm not a senior citizen. So, um, see, look how much better you look on TV than I do, Jack. I'm a distance. You're handsome. Handsome man. I'm so I'm thrilled to have Jack on. Uh, Jack and I have spent uh, a considerable amount of time together this week. We began our week Monday morning with the Mayors and Managers uh, Merrimack Valley Chamber breakfast, and I think that was effective. And I'll be honest, it's a chance for us to sell the city, and I would tell you that Jack and I did our utmost to talk about all the good things that are happening in the city of Methuen. And not to put another plug in, that's another reason you want to come out to this community forum, not just to talk about the things that are going well, but to talk about the things that we want to go well going forward. So we've got this big event tomorrow night, but I think it would be good, Jack, if you could start with just, um, you know, assuming that somebody hasn't watched um, from the beginning, you know, how do we get here and what are we doing? All right. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you for the opportunity to be on here. And, and um, hello to everybody that's watching online and, and, and on TV. Um, the the um, Tomorrow's a Community Forum is, is one piece of what is about an 18-month process um, that is being undertaken by the city in partnership with a special consultant that works in this area to develop what's called a master plan. And I will be the first one to admit uh, that is a legal term set out in the Mass General Laws that I hate to use because it conjures up images of this grand design that somehow is going to change the city. Um, and uh, so we use it as, uh, as, a, as, a, as a legal term, but it really, and, I, and we've done this deliberately when we talk about our plan that we're pr putting together now, as being a, a vision, a vision for the city that has as its end component a 
action, action plan. So it's not just about a vision, not just about what we hope to see happen, but that we actually have in place steps that we can take to make that, that collective vision uh, come to fruition, come to reality. So uh, several months ago, we were able to obtain a grant that allowed us to get sort of start this process, and we procured the services of a, a company called J.M. Goldson, uh, has done master plans in the past, <laughs> has worked with the city of Methuen in the past, and uh, tomorrow represents the, the, really the first opportunity, and it won't be the only opportunity, it's important to note, the first opportunity for the entire community to come together. And that community includes residents, for sure, but also business community, uh, though anybody that has a stake in the city of Methuen is welcome to come, right. and you did an excellent job, Mayor, on Monday of conveying that to 500 Chamber of Commerce members, and it resonated. Uh, yeah. I had the entire state delegation come up to me after and express an interest in becoming a part of that whole process. So tomorrow night, um, I encourage everybody uh, that, that uh, can to come down. You'll be given an opportunity to, to share your thoughts, to hear, to hear others' thoughts, and it really isn't going to be... Uh, I'm actually tempted to Mayor to recommend whether you and I should even wear a tie tomorrow because yeah. it really should represent Please say no tie. I'm happy I'm, to go I'm, no tie. I'll, I'll say no tie. If, That's if, all I, right. if you go no tie, I'll, I'll go no, no tie. No tie. Yeah. But it really is... It, it's an opportunity for sort of all of us to be on the same playing field. It's not politicians or political leaders saying what should be done. It's coming from the grassroots. And, and I think that that's going to be um, uh, the measure of success for what we do with this plan. Um, the elements of a, of a master plan include housing, include public facilities, public services, include economic and community development, include neighborhood services, include social services, um, the whole range of things that, that constitute civic life right. right at a local level. Because of the last plan that Methuen did was in 2007, mm -hmm. these plans are typically done every 10 to 15 years, so it's appropriate that we undertook this one at this time. Um, the last plan um, talked about all of those things. The good news is that in those ensuing years, uh, we've had some success with, with respect to open space, recreation, preserving that which we want to preserve. And Methuen rooted in such great history, uh, we want to make sure that's done. And in housing. Um, I know you've mentioned in the past, Mayor, it's important to note that under the state law that governs uh, a requirement that a city maintain a certain percentage of its housing as affordable, legally affordable, um, a minimum of 10%, Methuen has attained that for the first time. Correct. And so what that means is the city has kind of got more control over its destiny going forward for land use. That number will change. I was just going to say, fluctuate. I just want people next, to understand it could so fluctuate, right? So as a result right? of yeah. the 2020 census, that number will change. The, our, our population has gone up, so the, and the percentage of housing units has gone up, and they haven't in, instituted that new threshold. But we're, gonna, we're probably going to fall just below the 10% to the tune of about 60, 70, 80 units, depending on where others are, because they move in flux from uh, apartments and things that have expiring uses that may come off that affordable index. So with a lot of detail. So... What we're able to do, being that we are in this safe harbor right now, we're able to sort of more laser focus our attention at, at your direction, Mayor, and with the support of the planning board, which actually acts as the sort of the, the, the city board for which the planning, the planning, the master planning process is, is managed, to be able to focus on economic and community development, to focus on areas that the city has public facilities, public works. And that's going to be reflected in this plan. So if you've got any concern, and it's on any area of this of city, and I don't want to dismiss the, the school yeah. department as well. That's also in here. But on Elia, any area of, of your life and your living in Methuen, and you have an idea or a thought, a criticism of what is, um, what is happening here, we want to hear about it. Respectfully placed, obviously. Respectfully right? placed. <laughs> yeah, right? Respectfully yeah. placed. And, so so and respectfully I think honored. you made a, a great point. I want to just say one thing here to you. So um, the cynic out there would say, oh, that's BS. You guys already know what you're going to do. That's not true, right? So this is uh, truly, you know, to me, coming from uh, private industry, this is an important point, right? Because you plan before you undertake ventures, right? Um, and I think... You know, for a lot of the people, a lot of the feedback that I've heard or the criticism is things seem to be happening. What, what are you doing? Right. That's really not the case. Um, this is an opportunity. And I love your no tie idea, by the way. And I'm going I'm to my only um, my only input tomorrow night is going to be to introduce the other um, representative officials that are going to be there. I'm there in listen mode. 
right? And that's what's important for the people. So if you're sitting out there saying, hey, they don't... So, and I hate to make this analogy. So um, we, we did this trash program, and I hate to bring it up, you know, um, and we had four public hearings over the course of a year, and I think you, Joe, who works for you, Joe Cosgrove, did this massive survey. We got all these results. We sat back. We listened to the people that came to the four public hearings, and it wasn't a lot of people, even though we advertised, and we looked at all the survey results, and based on that, we made a decision on how to go forward, right? And then when we made the change, of course, there was uproar. People said, oh, I haven't got a chance to talk about... Um, and I, the anal- analogy that I'm making here is this is your opportunity, right. right? Come out and talk to us about your concerns, your fears, or the things that you want to see in Methuen that you don't see. Um, and, and, for example, you know, I, I know there's uh, one constituent out there who, who regularly follows me and says, hey, we need a dog park. And we do. And we've got one in the planning at the Gill Avenue Field, as you know, uh, that will be finished sometime spring, summer um, this year. Um, but that's just one small example. We've got to, you know, what are the kind of things that we want to do? And, and you know, one of the subjects that you and I uh, talked to, and the other benefit of the uh, Breakfast Monday is that you and I have a, a meeting with the state delegation, the entire state delegation, uh, Monday morning, because they were pumped up by what we said. So they want to know, give us your priorities so we can help you get money. I, I think that's a great thing. That's what we're looking for. So for you, the residents watching this, what Jack is saying, tomorrow night's your night to come out and tell us <clears throat> your fears, your concerns, the things that you want to see in Methuen going forward, right? To do that in a respectful manner. And if for any reason you can't make tomorrow night, if there's something, you know, if you've got <clears throat> a life event that uh, precludes that, there will be an opportunity for you to get some input into this team. But... Please, don't hold back and just say, oh, I knew it wouldn't include, you know, what I was thinking about, right? Well, so. and, and to that point, that's a very excellent point. If you can't make it, there, there is, and you can reach it via the website, as the mayor said in his opening remarks, you um, can access what we have is a, basically a web page for this master planning process that will be populated with information and surveys, both the surveys to respond to and the findings of the surveys that we undertake, uh, for you, so there'll be multiple points along this 12-month process for you to offer your input. There won't be, put it this way, Mayor, to your point, there won't be a shortage of opportunity for the residents and stakeholders to be heard. That's great. Um, so if you go to the website, you'll see a banner that takes you to the, to the master plan, and there is a QR code and a link there that you can use if you're using a phone and take you to the site. And it's, it's, it's in the early stages. We're in phase one of a four-phase <laughs> process. And um, this phase one is where we're getting that early community buy-in. And as far as the event tomorrow night, it isn't, um, uh, it, it's going to be more structured than just simply you stand up, give your opinion on something in a microphone as if you're at a, at, a, at, a, at a council meeting or a town meeting. You're going to be, there'll be interactive opportunities with the host of consultants that we have, the team that we have that deal with economic development, all the issues that we talked about. So um, it, it'll be an opportunity for you to be heard, not just in front of a grand audience, but on a one-on-one with yeah. our consultants. And on specific topics. On specific to right? yeah. all these topics that we're talking about, yeah. you'll be able to share. It's a, it's also, it's, so it's going to be, a, a, the phase one is really Methuen, where we are, where we've been, where we are. Yep. And then as we move into subsequent phases, it's where we, where we want to go and how are we going to get there. Yeah. And the most important element is here's what we're going to do as to the how we're going to get right. there. Right. Um, because these plans, the criticism of, of master plans is often, well, they, they, we get a plan, we get a nice bound copy, everybody gets a copy, and it sits on a shelf. Um, I think evidence would support that Methuen, at least with respect to the last one, in all likelihood with this one, we hope, that there are elements that are... We move that, towards uh, we executing. Move towards, and yeah. we move towards it because you, you'd like to think, as we hope, that the people who make the decisions in the city council and the mayor's office to move that, that that's reflective of what the community right. thinks, right? So right. It's, they're not working at odds. And I think it's also important to note that you've, um, that you've always got the opportunity to sort of revisit. If, you've got, if you have a different thought on something, you can share it. Or if, if, if events happen, that's the other thing I think to keep in mind. This, Mayor, this is really the first opportunity since you've been mayor right. and as we emerge out of the COVID pandemic and everything that that brought with took away from us, I should say, in terms of coming together, the opportunity to come together in person. And I don't think there's a substitute for that. Yeah, and and so uh, it would be uh, remiss of me not to commend you 
because coming out of the pandemic, we've, we've started to make some, you know, um, when I first took office, and I, it's, it kind of boggles the mind, I was hardly in office 40 days when the pandemic really happened, right? So a lot of the things that we wanted to do from a, a business perspective really got put in this. We were, for two hard years, we were, you know, okay, One let's hold. wait and see. Yeah, right, what's going to happen here? And, uh, you know, I want to say this, even though, it's like, you know, we, we've created this, um, and I know I've talked to you about the Community Foundation Award, because I'm so uh, much in admiration of the local small businesses that have um, withstood those two years and give back so much to our community. And, and I'm going to say, you know, uh, I've got the first three months of recipients planned out. We gave the first one to John Vargas from Bada Bing. Uh, the second one is coming up in the second February meeting, um, and that recipient has been notified. Uh, we'll keep that a little bit of a surprise. And we've got the one for March identified. Once we get by March, I'm going to turn to the citizens of Methuen and say, we're going to put on the website, vote for a small business is really uplifting our community, and tell us why. And based upon your feedback, then, you know, from April on, we'll give the Community Foundation Award uh, based on what you say. But... Um, you know, those small businesses, to, to your point, they withstood a lot. But we, from a city standpoint, from our, what we wanted to do, that got put on shelf too, right? And so you've hit the ground running, and, and you know, I really appreciate it. I know we've talked about factorial, and we've talked about Pleasant Street Designs. We've talked about some of the awesome things happening at the Loop. I've learned to say fa instead <laughs> of, right? Right. <laughs> right? So there's a fa restaurant going in, if I say that correctly. Um, it's owned by the same people who own the bubble tea and the nail salon. Nail salon, lash salon, yeah. Um, so kudos to them. They, they're really in for a penny, in for a pound. We, we really love them. And there's going to be virtual golf out there, and there's going to be Raising Cane's Chicken. So um, Swimming. Swimming, too. Thank you. Don't let me forget Big Blue. He was at... Um, Somebody actually sent me a, a question on the website about Big Blue. Really? Yeah, and I, I said, yes, it's definitely good. And, and that's a place to swim at the loop. It's not, they're not selling swimming pools, in case you get a little confused out there, so different. So kudos to you and the team moving forward, but I want to circle back. This is, this process, and not just tomorrow night, but tomorrow night's a big step. This is your chance to come out and tell us what you think, right? And, and so all of that data is going to be collected by these consultants, and we're going to take a look at it, and that will be the genesis of how we make a plan for going forward. So if you're the cynic sitting out there thinking they already got it figured out, we don't. Um, and, you know, the thing that pops in my mind all the time is um, uh, when I was talking to the lieutenant governor Monday, I was bemoaning a situation that is really happening in every community. We're starting to outprice our seniors. When you look at the property values in the city of Methuen, um, people who own original properties, if they sell them, they, they can't buy another place in the city. Right? And that's a difficult um, issue. Uh, do you think that should be part of the master plan? You tell us, right? The mayor clearly thinks it should be, but that's just what, one person, right? And I don't vote as the mayor. I, don't get, uh, I, I think of that movie Science. I don't know if you remember. You ever mm. see that movie Science where he asks them, who wants to go to the lake? And two vote to go to the lake and two vote to stay. He says, I get two votes because I'm representing both parents. <laughs> well, the mayor doesn't get two votes, right? He gets one vote just like you. So come on down and, and tell us. And there will be children's activities there for young families so that if, you know, you, you, you would say, well, I, I don't have a babysitter. We'll have things for them to do so that you can participate and tell us what you're thinking as well, right? So, and, and materials in both English and Spanish. So. Amen. And, and interpreters, right? So that you can understand what's going on. So come on down to the, sh uh, to the show, to the community forum. It's, again, tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. at Methuen High School. And so, Jack, let's talk a little bit about, um, so we, we, we do the event tomorrow night. It's a smashing success on uh, the the most exciting thing you said on the show so far was no tie. I'm thrilled with that. I'll wear a sweater if you want. Uh, I'll wear a mask to be incognito. Um, so, kind of, and I'm not give us a rough idea. Then the next steps. What happens then? So a, a lot of it's data compilation, right? By the by, the consultants still be working with with us internally, the staff 
on putting that together. Um, it'll probably re- it definitely will result in some more uh, focused discussions by subject matter. Yep. Um, and they uh, will there'll be con- there'll be more opportunities to to present the various steps in public forums like a city council meeting. Yep. Planning board. A plan combined joint meeting of the two, yeah, um, because of the role that the planning that community development board has, excuse me, in the in this process. So what will happen is the the, the the data will be compiled, will will be sort of scrubbed in a way that we can all understand it. That's what these consultants do best. Yep. Uh, as policymakers, will help define the sort of issues, yeah, and help inform for solutions. But again, if the process is done the way we hope with real robust input from the community, um, it won't just be the issues and the challenges. It will include solutions. The, the, the team here has set it up such that um, folks are not just going to be an opportunity to gripe, which they'll get if they want it, but it's also for an opportunity to tell us what you think you'd like to see yeah. happen. Yeah. It's, about your, it's about your vision. Right. So in, in the ensuing, in the ensuing uh, weeks, couple of months leading up through to March, which will culminate in a, in, a, in a presentation, a public presentation with the results of the community forum. It'll almost kind of go through a second iteration, a second rinse, and so that we get, get, get from all this data yeah. boiled down to where we can identify key areas that we can articulate as challenges and as, as, as solutions. Right. Um, and then ultimately culminating in Again, I'll say it, not just a report yeah. that has a nice binder, yeah. but a report that has action components yeah, to so it. Yeah, so you can execute. To, so that, that's not lost on me. And there's, you know, there's other things tangential to it. So we've got this $46 million of opera projects that, you know, city council has approved. Those are, are, are not necessarily a piece of the plan, but those have to be considered as you make the plan, right? And right. so, um, you know, uh, again, I'm going to stress... Um, you know, people, I've heard people say a lot of different things. One of the more common things is, you know, uh, we've got too much housing. Um, If that's your perspective, come out and tell us why you feel that way. If it's traffic related, you know, there's a discussion to be had there in my mind, right? Um, And and I think of things, um, you know, uh, that I'm chasing the state on, and I know you're familiar. So the Marston Corner, which is up near my end of town, which is... um, for those on TV, as you come off 213 and go to the loop there, that intersection, and as you cross the 213 bridge, is a nightmare between 4 and 6 p.m. And, and by the way, it was a nightmare before I became mayor. Um, you know, I'd come home from Raytheon, I'd come up 213, I'd be like, takes you three light revolutions to get through there. And so one of the things, and I'm just using why you would do a plan, is we've added so much in that end of the city that that intersection now doesn't work as it once did. Right? Even, even in non-rush hours. Correct, correct. And so uh, we've got to kind of, those are elements, and I'm just trying to, you know, granularize it. Those are elements that you would take a look at and say, so what do we need to do, All right? And, and um, you know, there's other data elements. Um, you know, our capital improvement plan, I'm going to say it again, you know, my intention is, and I think you're aware of this, to ask city council for an additional $5 million every year for the next four years uh, because I'm convinced we won't make real progress on our streets, uh, paving and sidewalk-wise, uh, unless we do that. We get $1.9 million a year from the state, roughly, on Chapter 90. Um, that's not making enough progress. The data that we have, and this is where I like the, the data we have, says if we don't pave at least $3 million a year, we're losing ground. Um, the lieutenant governor was there Monday and pledged additional funds for our roads and bridges. And I, I know you're smiling because I said, if you need help, I'm your huckleberry. Yeah. Because uh, Mayor Fiorentini and I were lobbying Governor Baker hard for that. So I said to her, hey, if you want to bring me in and just turn me loose on a few people, happy to do it. So I just use those because those are elements of overall, you know, what do you do in the city? What do you do in housing? What do you do in economic development? All the various attributes that you talked about, that's all about how do you move the city forward, right? Understanding that you, to stay stagnant, and I don't mean this as hard, is really to die, right? If you just say, well, we're going to keep it the way it is, that's never going to work, 
right? You've always got to plan for the future. So I'm really excited about tomorrow night. As um, am I. Very yeah. excited. And, and uh, like I said, uh, we're going to be in listen mode, right? If you're going there to expect the mayor or Jack to do all the t- you, that's the wrong event. Tomorrow night is a listening mode for us so that you can come out. Again, talk about your fears, talk about your concerns, talk about the things that you like and that you'd like to see in the city. This is the event for you. And if for any reason you can't make it, there will be opportunity for you to give us that feedback uh, going along. So please consider coming down tomorrow night to Methuen High between 6 and 8 p.m. Um, uh, you may not recognize me. I may be in costume. Less formal attire. In less formal attire. I, yeah. I'm happy to wear a sweater if you wear a sweater. <laughs> so... Um, but if you wear a tie, I'm wearing a tie. Oh, it's already committed. Where okay, no ties, ties are not permitted. Be, I, I, I thought of my mother, God rest her soul. I, I tell the story all the time. I know you told it where I, once I brought one of my bosses into a. He was wearing an orange tie. She was in the hospital. And she took a pair of scissors and cut <laughs> his tie. So um, it's a, a miracle I didn't get fired from Raytheon at that point. So, well, we're, we're going to transition guests. I, I, I want to give you a chance. I, I really appreciate everything you do. You, you're doing a hell of a job. Um, and I loved how you worked the crowd um, Monday at the event. You were like the magnet. When I looked out, I saw all the people kind of clustered around you. So that was uplifting for me. Well, it was, it was a very good day for Methuen yeah, at that chamber event. You, you were, were, uh, were unable to participate last year. So yeah. this is the first opportunity, really, yeah. uh, since you've been elected to really speak to the it accomplishments. And yeah. it was very well received. And the Lieutenant Governor uh, Driscoll, uh, being a former mayor, is obviously a kindred spirit to Amen. what uh, you and Mayor Fiorentini and the other mayors across the Commonwealth are looking for. So I, I was very encouraged by that. I was encouraged by the enthusiasm on the part of our brand new state delegation yeah. um, that, uh, that talked with us after. And so I really, I think it, this is continuing that spirit of, of, of feeling good about Methuen, feeling good about where we're going. I know that your next guest is a, a major reason why that's happening. He's a feel-good feel feel, guy, feel right? Feel-good yeah, guy yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just encourage, in closing, just want to encourage everybody to, and thank the mayor, encourage everybody to come tomorrow. If not, please log into the, uh, go check the city's website and log into that website, and you'll see the progress as you continue. There'll be more opportunity for people to speak, to, 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 to have their voices heard. Appreciate that, Jeff. Now we're going to do like a Johnny Carson moment here. Um, I'm going to put the ad back up for the community forum if I can. Take off your mic. Um, <laughs> that was not a Johnny Carson moment. Um, so as we transition guests here, thank you, Jack, for being on today. Um, Methuen Community Forum, again, tomorrow night, Thursday, January 26th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Methuen High School Cafeteria. Uh, and uh, Jack and I are pumped to participate in the event, participate and listen. Uh, so come on down uh, and join us. And there'll be some light refreshments, like I said. It's in Spanish and English. Um, and there's kids' activities. So we're looking to get as many people down who are interested in our, our city's future as possible. And having said that, we've now transitioned to our, our next guest, which is uh, our chief of police, Scott McNamara. Nice job. Thank you, Mayor. Transitioning. And I, I now know um, how you keep such a nice tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Strong lights. The lights are bright, huh? Um, well, you're a star. So um, uh, I wanted to bring the, the police chief on. I was going to bring the fire chief on originally, too. Uh, but he's got a sinus infection, and he's got a voice made for late-night radio right now. I thought so, you were going to say he was on vacation. No, no. He was <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, notice that the police chief gave it to the fire chief. All right. Um, but I'm joined by Scott McNamara, our police chief, our wonderful police chief. Um, and I want to say thank you for all that you guys have done. Um, I want to through, run through a couple slides, if we can, first, chief, on recent events in PD and just bring people up to speed. I think some of them we've talked about, but uh, if MCS can go to the police slides, that would be great. Or not. There you go. Next slide. There you go. So, um, I forget, September? Um, yes. September time frame, uh, the Methuen Police Department achieved certification, and that certification came from Mass Police Chiefs Association. Am I saying that right? Um, the, uh, Massachusetts Police Accreditation Committee. Okay, excellent. And what's important here is, um, how long have you been on the job? 16 months. 16 months. It seems like just a week to me. Yeah, it's um, gone by pretty quick. It's gone by quick. Um, 
So achieve certification, that's step one, with the, um, the target being accreditation, which is certification here, accreditation here. And I know we had our accreditation visit in December, right around my birthday, right? Yeah, December 12th and 13th, I believe, but we were evaluated for accelerated accreditation. And as you said, we've, we've already achieved certification. We're very proud of that. What that means is we've achieved 159 um, standards that are representative of best practices in law enforcement. Um, to, to go the full distance and re- reach the gold standard, we have to get to 259 standards. Um, we've had the evaluation. We, we believe it's gone very well. Um, we should be notified any, really any day now um, of what the outcome of that is. But um, we're optimistic that we're going to get the word that we will very soon be an accredited police agency. Yeah. So, and it would, again, it would be remiss of me. So everybody in the department has participated extensively, but there are a couple people leading it for you. And so who are the, who, who are the spear bearers for the? Yeah. Well, the two, the two, two main players, and, and I think um, Captain Ferrer would, would agree with me on this. Sergeant Matt Muskis has really kind of um, been the leader. He's led the charge in this. He is just a, a, a wonderful um, employee. Um, he's, he's really uh, skilled in, in, in um, kind of handling these matters. And the other thing about, about Sergeant Matt Muskis is the unions really trust him too, so they, they know that he's not going to do anything to kind of pull the wool over their eyes. He, he's trying to, he's moving things at a, at a pace that um, the union members, the police officers understand. It's, it's a pace that, that, that I, I kind of pushed because I, I wanted this done sooner rather than later. But uh, Captain Eric Ferreira has, he too has been just an enormous, um, he's an enormous, an enormous help in everything we do with the police right. department, but specifically with the accreditation, he's, he's been a real big piece of it. Yeah, uh, quality individuals. And uh, <clears throat> I, before I forget, I, something popped into my mind. So we started the day together, you and I, around uh, 7.15 this yes. morning at Enterprise Savings Bank. So I want to say uh, thank you to Christina St. Ange and all the people from Enterprise, Eileen Regan, all the folks from Enterprise Savings Bank who ran a first responders breakfast. Yeah. All our police and fire were invited down to the Enterprise Bank on um, uh, Broadway uh, and began the day with a nice hot breakfast, courtesy of the Party Connection, uh, another Methuen sure. Small Business. Uh, so that was a really great event. And our entire state delegation, uh, Senator Pavano, um, uh, State Rep. Reyes, State Rep. Hamilton, State Rep. Paulino were all there. Uh, and it was really great. We had both chiefs and all the, the fire and police folks came by to enjoy a hearty breakfast. Uh, so thank you to Christina St. Ange and all, uh, Eileen Regan and all the folks of Enterprise Savings Bank. Good way to start the day. It was a wonderful day. We yeah. re- really enjoyed it. Um, Food was excellent. Yeah, and and now Always I know is. if you want to get that nice room in the back, you're going to get there before the firefighters. So yeah. <laughs> next, next year I'll get there at six forty-five. Well, I got to be honest with you. The mayor was the first one there, which oh. never happens. Nice. So, uh, so I was beat, pretty impressed. You beat Representative Hamilton by about an hour, I think. Uh, by about an hour, yeah, a good catch. Um, so uh, I want to talk about a couple other things related to the PD, but uh, I did this at City Council, and I'm going to do it uh, just so people... Um, we've got a couple other pictures that I want to show, MCS, so could you show... We ran this fabulous event at the Nevins Library, and what a fantastic room that is in the Nevins Library. So, yeah, we had what's called a pinning ceremony. So there's uh, Laurie Borelli in the front, Sergeant Joe Rin, uh, Captain Ferreira, all the folks that... that over the course of the last year. And one of the things that happens when you do events like this, you know, sometimes there's a hue and cry from those that want to tear you down saying, oh, look at all these people. They're all getting promoted. It's bloated. Um, the citizens of Methuen really need to understand what you and I, the, these are all budgeted positions. These are all there, yeah. right? Uh, uh, we would be remiss if we did not fill them. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually looking for, I made a note, and I made a comment at City Council on the, the 19th of January, I believe it was. And so I'm looking for my notes. Here it is. Um, so we literally, um, you know, one of the human cries has been, um, you know, oh, there was boo-hoo-hoo uh, in the past about how much Methuen PD had for budget. And I, I want to factually speak to that, right? So in uh, FY19, just before I took office, the Methuen police budget was $12.75 million. 
Uh, do you go know back what, to that? Would do, you mind? <laughs> well, you're smart. You, so okay, I'll the find a way to spend that, it. I want to make a point here that's really important. Uh, so come off the pinning ceremony and come back to the studio if we can, MCS. I'm sorry. So um, the budget for the Methuen Police Department in FY19 was $12.75 million. The budget for the Methuen Police Department in FY23 is $12.5 million. Now, you might say, big deal, that's only uh, 0.25, you know, a qu- uh, 250000 L- Let me point out a couple things to you, right? First and foremost, it's um, lower despite inflation. And I know everybody understands inflation because the mayor talks about this all the time. When I go to Market Basket every Sunday, I get hypnotized in front of the egg counter. Right when the sign in front of my eggs that I like says seven ninety nine, I just say I, I can't buy that. Um, mm-hmm. So inflation has caused everything to go up. Yet the budget of PD twelve point seven five million in FY nineteen is twelve point five three seven million in FY twenty three. Inflation, more people, and what do I mean? Yeah. So you've increased the the boots on the ground, right? Um, and I know, you know, one of the things I want to commend you for most is you've taken that audit to heart. You did it when you interviewed, and you've done it every step of the way along the way. Um, so the areas that I thought were most important to us, boots on the ground and field commanders, the sergeants yeah. themselves, right. Right. we've increased those. Yeah, one, one of the recommendations, of course, was that we needed to add patrol supervisors, right. as you know. So... Um, and they recommended adding three. Uh, we've added two, essentially. We, we were budgeted for 12 sergeants yep. uh, originally, and um, this current, current year <laughs> we're budgeted for 14. So yep. when, you, when you see the expansion, we've essentially promoted 11 people over the past 16 months, right. roughly. But we've only really added two positions, two positions that were recommended in the audit. Right. And you know the big change <laughs> that we've had here in the city is for many years we've been running with uh, one mandatory supervisor, but not necessarily a mandatory supervisor in the field working with the officers. Um, that's not consistent with best practices. We changed that practice, and, and now we, uh, we staff a patrol supervisor 24 hours a day around the clock. And that's great. So that's one of the many changes. And I'm going to go through, um, and I'm not going to uh, try to put you on the spot, but I want to talk about some of the capital things we've got planned. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get there, I want to talk about... Uh, uh, probably my favorite meeting in the city of Methuen. That's your monthly uh, meeting. Comstat. Comstat. Yeah. And so, talk a little bit about that and what you're doing there, because it's important for the people to know. Sure. So, um, once a month, we I get together with with my command staff, my um, and my um, um, division and unit commanders, and we essentially go, we go over all the ongoings in the department. But we really kind of break it right down to the individual reports. We scrutinize all the reports. We make sure that we're, we're exhausting every single lead. We're doing everything we can to close every case we investigate here in Methuen. So um, to me, it's, it's, it's an accountability measure. So ideally, if, if I'm finding flaws in reports, my expectation would be my commanders, my, my, my um, lieutenants, and even my patrol supervisors ought to catch a lot of this before it gets to me. And I think things are, things are changing um, we're, we're demanding more of our supervisors. Our supervisors are demanding more of the officers in the field. Um, we're just getting better at, at, at what we do. Yep. And, and so a big piece of that is uh, Director Reby. Yes. And I always forget the true title of her position. What's, do you remember what it's Crime and Disorder um, Director? Uh, director of Crime Analysis and Disorder. Crime Analysis. I, I yeah. often get that mixed up yeah, myself. Yeah, me too. Um, and so, you know, I've had several discussions with her, and I know you have. She's really got a mindset for this and has written two books. And if you haven't read the books out there in the city of Methuen, you should, because this young lady is a diamond. Um, and she's taking a look statistically, analytically, at what's going on from uh, crime and what are the things that we can do to be more preventive re- uh, uh, to be less reactive and more proactive, right? Yeah. What the, the idea is, is that she is scrutinizing all the reports. She's determining if there are any specific trends. And the idea behind that is we're going to make informed deployment decisions based on those trends. Yeah. Um, 
for example, one of the things that's been kind of plaguing not just the city of Methuen, but the Merrimack Valley and beyond is catalytic converter theft. Yeah. So what, one of the things she does is she stays in close contact with um, her contemporaries and, and all the other <coughs> law enforcement agencies. She develops intelligence. She lets us know, for example, is, is somebody who's been captured um, being released? And does that person live in Methuen? Is that somebody we should be keeping right. an, an eye on? Are, are we seeing... Where are we seeing thefts? Are they, are they are they happening in people's driveways, or are they, are they happening at overnight parking lots where where um, um, commercial trucks are kept? Right. Well, you know, she gives us that type of information, so now we deploy our resources uh, um, to, to the best extent that they can be utilized. And we've had some some inroads on that. We've made a couple of arrests that have yeah. been really significant in terms of. Uh, pushing the trend downward, but yep. but the the whole idea is to be proactive, as you said. We everything we can't everything we do can't be based on a nine one one call. Amen. A lot of what we do has to be proactive, and we need to get a, get ahead of things and really prevent Methuen residents from being victims in the first place. Yeah, and you just so uh, you brought something to mind. Uh, so you talk about the catalytic converters, and um, you know, based on my audience, I want to make sure. So fraud is, is cyber and otherwise is yeah. is right. Right there with the catalytic converters, right? Sure so is, we yeah. want to talk to, especially to our seniors, if you're getting calls or emails or, or something about a relative who's been um, in a bad accident or hit a pregnant young lady and hurt the, and they need money to get them bailed out, you should call the police department right away mm-hmm. uh, because that's a scam. And it's a scam nationwide. It's not limited to here to Methuen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, those are the kind of things that are on the rise uh, to take advantage of those uh, that are most vulnerable. So I, I love, you know, that you've got your officers uh, getting out of the cruises and engaging in communities, engaging at the senior center. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are looking, um, you know, as you know, uh, for ways to kind of up our game on both the catalytic converters and the fraud situation, right? So yeah. that's the benefit of that yeah. discussion. I mean, yeah. the, f- the fraud situation... I mean, these stories are really heart heartbreaking. Some of these some of these stories, um, and you know, th- these um, these suspects are are getting very very so- sophisticated in in um, in terms of who they attack, and, and it's generally the elderly. Um, but yeah, the the scams where they they allege that you know a loved one is is, is somehow in harm's way, and they need money to get out of harm's way. Um, we're seeing other types of. Um, um, fraudulent activity, for example, where they pose as your cell phone <coughs> provider or bank representative, and they ask to take over your computer before you know it, they're in, in your bank accounts. Right. We've seen we've seen some pretty tragic <coughs> things happen out there. So we're doing everything we can to in, investigate those those type of crimes, but, the, but they're very very difficult. A lot of times the offenders are, are overseas, yeah. almost impossible to track down. So we, we've done a lot of proactive. Um, information uh, type of outreach events there to try to um, prepare prepare our seniors better. Yeah. Now, we've got a, a great question from my friend David Consoli, but uh, before I get to it, I, I want to touch. So let's transition to from the monthly meeting to the camera program. Sure. So we've got cameras up and around the city. They are. In, in fact, um, I don't think I, I had a chance to finish my thoughts today, but we're um, we're Phase one is done as far as the, they're up and running. We have 46 cameras up and running in the city. Um, we're we're going to very soon hope, hope to um, transition into phase two, which is captured in the capital improvement uh, plan, as you know. Um, right now, the infrastructure is up. What we're doing now is training our police officers on how to use it. Right. So that, that training is ongoing as we speak, and it'll, it'll continue over the next couple of weeks. But... The cameras are up and they're, and they're available for us to use, um, and we've already had a number of successes with them. We even have. in the, even in the, yeah. the kind of like the slow rollout that we've right. had, yeah. and, and in some cases they've been the only lead that we had that that le- led for us to close a case. Yeah. So everything yep. we had hoped and more. Yep. And so uh, I'm going to transition from cameras to capital improvement, but I want to ask. So David said, "Is there been any thought to put forth?" A modern public safety building or a new DPW facility. Our first responders in public works deserve better than what we currently have in place. I couldn't agree more. So we we actually have we've engaged Dave with Weston and Sampson on a new DPW facility. And my commitment to you is before I leave office, I am going to recommend a bond structure to uh, go after the public safety part of the equation. Now I'll be honest with you. 
so one of the things that I first looked at when I came to office was the state of our, our police building, our central fire station, um, all our fire stations, I should say, and if the fire chief was here, the, I, I know they agree, uh, those buildings are, um, to, to say not state-of-the-art is, the, is to say it tongue-in-cheek, right? Our central fire station is so old that you have to buy trucks of specific size to get in the doors, and that's not useful in this day and age. Um, and I, I know our police structure, and I've done a tour, and we've got some capital improvements that we're going to make, um, but the chief and I frequently talk about it looks the same as it did when I was a, a child and my father was a police officer, and I don't say that as a compliment. Um, so, um, yeah, Dave, we've engaged with Weston and Sampson. There was a feasibility stun, uh, study done in 2017 for a new DPW site, but it was limited in scope. So we've pulled that out. We've got Weston and Samson re-going through that with Felix Garcia, uh, Pat Bowers, and the rest of the team at DPW. Um, and they're going to look citywide uh, for a site there. That's step one. But the other step is that when I first took office, I started to say this. I was looking at um, Route 28, where Crest used to be, and the Knights of Columbus in the back there. And I thought that would be an ideal place to build a one comprehensive public safety structure. Uh, but we couldn't quite pull it off at the time, to be honest with you, Dave, because of the financial situation we're in. Now, here we are three years later, and we've buckled down and addressed our financial uh, situation, and now we're in a much better situation. So we are going to address the DPW structure within the next uh, two to three years. Uh, but before I leave office, we're going to address uh, a public safety structure. And I say that because I don't know whether that's police and fire together or separate, right? We'll, we'll cross that bridge. But part of it, Dave, is talking about, you know, where do we get the space in the city and what would we do? And then what would we do with the existing structures? And I sit here and tell you, um, I know I could sell the police station, uh, the existing police station yeah. property in like a minute. It's in a good spot, right? It's in a great spot, right? Uh, adjacent to 213, close to 93, close to 495. That's a, yeah. that's a terrific spot to sell. So, yep. We've got five minutes. All right, so we've got five. Uh, I got eight minutes on microphone. So we've got. Let's talk capital improvement plan for a minute, if I can. Yep. So um, we've got some things there. Talk a little bit. There's one specifically I want you to talk about the evidence room and what we're doing there. Sure. As you know, we, we're one of the things I, I, I um, foreshadowed even when I interviewed. I thought it, thought it was important that we get an audit completed. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a full inventory audit of everything. We're going to put our hands on every piece of property, um, every piece of evidence in our possession, and make sure that we have everything we're supposed to have. Um, we're also going to build out a new infrastructure in the department, um, and everything's going to be uh, uniformly bagged and tagged. Ideally, uh, I favor an RFID tagging system, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to go out to bid on that, um, get, a, get a, um, a system that works for us, and then we'll, we'll get to a place where we know where every single piece of property is. Um, and ideally, there's, there's some technology out nowadays that you can literally have a wand that'll beep and bring you right to it. Um, so I, I want to get to that place where, where we know where everything is and everything's yeah. accounted for because it's our responsibility to maintain chain of custody. And um, I, I'd hate for us to lose a, an important criminal case because we failed to do that. Yep. So... Um we're going to bring it on home here for MCS yells at me again. So, uh, not you, Nancy. Um, so, um, what, what, you know, 16 months into the job, what would you like to say to the citizens of Mathorne? I'd like to say thank you. Uh, thank you personally. Um, I just think this is a wonderfully welcoming community, and I've, I really um, enjoyed every minute of my time here. I want to thank the citizens of Methuen for supporting the men and women of the Methuen Police Department. I, I think that I think that we're seeing a real change in the relationship between the um, the employees of the of the department and, and the citizens at large. And I I can tell you it's it's just really really appreciated on our end. So just just a just a big thanks to everyone. That's okay. All. Now they would say I'm a coward journalist if I don't answer this question. So the breaking news today, Lawrence Tribune, is that uh, the Lawrence Police Chief was put on a paid administrative leave. Yeah. Are you staying with us? 
I, 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 you know what? I'm ready to sign a five-year extension right now. Just I just, love that talk. Just, I hope just, City Council just slide it over here to the. Um, All right. I, I, this is the this is the place I want to be. Well, Vinci, that was supposed to be like that's one of those 60 minutes things where the yeah, guy's yeah, supposed yeah, to get yeah. you know upset. What are you asking me that on camera for? Uh, no, well, I, there's we no appreciate- place I'd want to stay. Want want to be more than than Methuen. This is my home. Yeah. It's literally my home. I moved here. Yeah. Um, and, and I yeah, don't, you do. You live in Methuen. We're yeah, glad I, to have I'm, you. I'm Methuen. I'm a, now a Methuen resident. Yeah. I, I love being a Methuen resident, and I love being a Methuen police officer, so yeah. there's no place that I, I want to be other than here. Yeah, and it's, it is really you, despite the beard, right? People can tell it's you. Uh, yeah, you, know, I, I, you know, ever since we relaxed the rules a little bit on, on beards, like, I think 75% of the, the males in my department have one, so I yeah. just wanted to kind of fit in yeah, yeah. for a little while anyways. Yeah. I'll probably go with it for like another yeah. week or two. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to say that um, I really feel for the men and women of the Lawrence Police Department. Um, really Appreciate that. Just wonderfully great quality people, and I hope that they can get through this. Um, and I know that they will. They're a very resilient uh, department. Um, but, you know, that, that, the saga that's playing out there, just, it, it's painful. Um, it's painful for me to even hear it. Yeah, I, it's I painful that, for I me to watch it better. outside. I'm sure it's painful for you. Yeah. As somebody who spent a good part of your career there, it's, it's difficult to watch, right? So, Yeah, um, sure is. And, um, you know, and I... And I, I I don't know the specifics of what led to that um, yeah. decision to put uh, the chief on, on leave, but I can tell you that um, Chief Roy Vasquez has been nothing but uh, supportive to me in, in his role, so I, I feel for him as well. Yeah, me too. So a true professional, and he was there when I needed him, so yep. um, let's hope for the best for all parties. Okay, so um, uh, just want to touch on a couple of things. We've got a couple of key events coming up in the city. We've got the uh, community forum tomorrow night. As a reminder, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Methuen High School cafeteria. And uh, come on down, bring your kids. There'll be uh, pickies, not a full dinner, uh, but there'll also be uh, translation services. uh, And there it is in Spanish. Um, And there'll also be activities for the kids if you're young parents. So come on down and join us. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on is the other two things is We've got the State of the City Address. Thank you. MCS, way ahead of me always. Uh, this Monday night at the Senior Activity Center, I would love to see as many of you in person as possible. Please come down and join us. Uh, I, the weather forecast right now looks good, but, hey, you know, uh, those guys said it was going to snow like a banshee today, and I haven't seen I haven't been outside in the last hour, but it's not. Um, 7 o'clock. Monday night, the 30th, at the uh, Senior Activity Center. If you're a housebound or can't get out, please make sure you look at it. It's going to be live streamed on Facebook uh, or live on Comcast Channel 22 and Verizon 33 and 2133. And then the last thing is um, I've still got an issue with my friends at National Grid and Eversource, and we want to help you. So whether you're a senior or not, uh, come on down to the... Methuen Senior Center on February 7th, between the hours of 4 and 7. Um, this is for Methuen residents only, uh, but you don't have to be a senior because we're going to have representatives from National Grid, Eversource, to do payment plans and other things that they can do to help you. We're going to have Greater Lawrence Community Action Council there for LIHEAP, RAFT, and other options, and the City of Methuen for our seniors. Make sure you bring your most recent utility bills and if you're already getting LIHEAP or RAF, bring your documents along. We look forward to helping you there. Chief, thank you for everything you do for our city. Uh, I say this every day. I try to embarrass you. There has not been one single day since we hired you that you have not reminded me what a great hire you are. So thank you for being the, the chief that you are. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And I always appreciate the kind words. Thanks, Mayor. Uh, uh, all right. So we'll see you back here next week on uh, Mayor's Minutes. Um, where we start talking to some of our business guests. So God bless you all. Stay healthy. Uh, See you tomorrow night, and see you at the State of the City next Monday. God bless.